change in my heart as far as these these uh, finances and material things. Um, and so now I how much money I have and how much money I'm making or giving away or any of that, it doesn't really cross my mind that much. Like I don't worry about, Oh, you're asking me to give too much, or I feel yeah. like this is too much of an offering or yeah. I don't even second guess it, you know, the, and the times where those thoughts do come into my mind, I know it's the enemy immediately. I was just sharing this with Yvonne um, maybe a week ago, something like that. Um, because recently I've made a, a good bit of money from jobs. I had a good bit come in yeah. and just things in life, which I'm, I'm convinced was the enemy just trying to throw, you know, put a stick in the spokes, but it could just be life. You know, it's not always Satan trying to come and attack you, but I had, you know, some pretty large truck expense repairs. Um, and it was like one thing after another. And yeah. we've been praying for, uh, a new roof, for a for quite a while since we moved into this house we bought a fixer four years ago and this place has desperately needed a roof the whole time and we tried to do it through insurance you know a couple of times we priced just getting just getting it repaired on our own dime all of these things and the answer finally came we finally got a new roof and insurance paid for most of it but we still had to come out of pocket with a nice little chunk of change and so it was just a number yeah. of things where I started looking at my finances and I'm like, man, how is my bank account still where it is? And I've made a good bit of money, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, and, but, and then the other thing where I, I wrapped up a, a pretty large bathroom remodel job, which I made, I made a good bit of money on that job. And so the amount that I gave from that was pretty large. Um, and I was, I was in the shower one morning and I was, all of these thoughts were going through my mind. And the thought popped into my head, you'd have this amount more, you know, which it was, it was over, it was close to $2,000. It was like, <laughs> you'd have $2,000 more if you didn't give it away to these ministries. And yeah, immediately, <laughs> oh, I knew it. I knew it was immediately. And so like, I'm sitting there like taking this thought captive and I'm casting it down. And I'm like, no, I rebuke that in the name of the Lord. I'm like, Jesus, thank you. Even if you tell me to give away every single dollar that I have, I, I will obey. And I know you're faithful to give that right back because yep. you're a good father and your children are never begging for bread. And so yeah. it was, it was one of those things where it, I, I found it funny how Satan tried to creep in and use that against me to sow in some doubt, you know, to sow in some, uh, you, you know, maybe bitterness to, about giving or whatever, because I just don't hold on to money like that. And I, I love being able to give. It's always a joyful thing because I know God blesses me. I know I'm able to be a blessing. Yeah. And if I'm able way. to give a lot, yeah. And if I'm able to give a lot, it's because God provided a lot, you know? So, yeah. um, exactly. I was trying to finish that thought. Um, Caitlin just jumped in here. So if you're, if you're trying to talk, welcome. If you just were in listening, it is what it is, but welcome. Um, I have two thoughts as I'm listening to you guys share. So I was just thinking about just talking about God's goodness and faithfulness when it comes to giving, like 
I grew up in the church where they preached against prosperity, all these different things, you know, God wanted Mm. to be poor, all, all that kind of stuff. And just seeing so much blessing. I'm Eric's wife, by the way, just those. I saw the last name. I kind of figured (laughs) that. Yeah. (laughs) Seeing those blessings that we have had just over the last year, just by walking in obedience. And that's really the foundation of it all, right? Is stepping out in obedience. We give when the Lord tells us to give, we give how the Lord tells us to give. And it, it, it transcends to more than just giving too. You step into obedience and like, that's the very foundation. Because when you're walking in obedience, you're walking in covenant and you, you have like the Lord has to hold on to his covenant because he is not going to break it by any means. If anyone's going to break covenant, it's going to be us. And so like walking in that, remembering that as we step into obedience, that there are blessings that there will be, I mean, giving is fun. I've had so much fun this last year because we just have continued to be able to bless people's socks off. And like, yeah. they're continuing to just be surprised because people don't do that. I know. You know what I mean, like, even Pastor Karen and Pastor Todd, like, continuously being surprised because we've now brought <laughs> them three offerings. Uh, this time they, they, they like, that. They, I, this, this, this check was more than twice as big as the other ones. This was the ratio yeah. was bigger. And they were like, they, they eyed it. And they're like, wow, their eyes popped open. Yeah. <laughs> like, and the cool thing was making sure it was clear to them to know like this offering was for them not for them Uh to put into ministry because it's important when you're giving money to like to ministers because a lot of them will just put it towards the ministry right because that's just where their hearts are they'll be like no this is a blessing for you but the truth is like Uh believers often don't even know how to walk in like obedience and the favor Mm -hmm. And the blessings that get poured out on you because you're walking in that. And the minute yeah. you step out of obedience, the Lord cannot pour his favor out on you. He still loves yeah. you, but you have blocked all the blessings that he wants to give to you. So that's just kind of what I was thinking as we were talking about, like, the finances and the giving and all the different things. It's so much of what, like Eric was saying, was just being obedient. And I think it's, you know, it's, all, it's full faceted. We've been obedient in fasting. We've been obedient in prayer. We've been obedient in serving. We've been obedient in giving. And like the insurmountable blessings that have been poured out on us over the last year. I mean, curses breaking off. Like we were told we could never have kids. And we have mm. th- two and one on the way. So I mean, two and awesome. Two and awesome. Like the Lord broke those curses off of us because we started walking in obedience and we have seen just since we started having that nudge in our spirit last uh, the beginning of 2020 because I was pregnant with our son I just felt like we need to perch we need to get rid of stuff and Mm -hmm. then we started learning about like open doors and closing all these doors that don't need to be open in our lives and literally we have seen so much that we didn't even know was over us break off Nice. And it's been. Listen, I I hadn't gotten a significant raise for like three years before we started walking in obedience. And and just we've had this year of like over 70%. Just walking in obedience opens the door for the blessing of God. 
Well, one thing I've noticed too, and on the, on the finances part, as far as being obedient is a lot of times, and this is something that Yvonne and I have experienced um, as well as a lot of times we, the things that we don't want to let go of in this, in this case, you know, talking about money, when you don't want to let go of it, it's almost like I'm trusting in, in this money more than I'm trusting in God to provide or reimburse, I guess, replace, replenish what I give away. And, you know, for us, that exact thing happened. Um, like I said, we've been in this house for four years. It's the, our first home that we've owned. I mean, the bank owns it, but first house that we bought and, we were praying for this, praying for a house for the longest time. We were renting a, a old house in Buford that was like, I mean, this place was literally a hundred years old and we rented it from a sweet old couple. The guy reminded me of my granddad, just the sweetest old couple. And it was, you know, it was a month to month um, rent. So there was no like year long contract, anything like that. It was really cheap, but the place was falling apart and it was tiny boys were sharing a room you know they were getting too old for all that um and we were praying for a house and god started god started getting us to write down and pray for the specifics of what we wanted and what we needed and, and so instead of just praying you know these general prayers for a house Yvonne and I made a list and we were like, all right, these are the things that we want. These are the things that we really need. Um, and it was a pretty long list. I mean, I 20 items, 30 items, something like that on this list. And so we started praying over that and it still took quite a while before we ended up finding a house, but the house that we're in had every single one of those items on it that we either just wanted or needed. And then a couple of little extra things that, you know, we weren't looking for or expecting, but we had been saving as best we could leading up to it. And when we got to the point of, you know, right before we were getting ready to buy a house, uh, <laughs> God put it on Yvonne's heart and she came to me and she was like, I think God's telling me to give away our down payment. And it was, it was a really, it was like $10,000. And she was like, I love that. she was like, uh, I, I think he wants me to do this. And I was like, you better be sure of this. But if God's telling you to, I support it 100%. I was like, but just be sure that this is God telling you that. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we both prayed about that and sure enough, you know, uh, we took, this was at our last church. We ended up taking, um, one of those, one of those big, like manila, I always call them vanilla envelopes. One of the big yeah. vanilla envelopes full of cash up here to the church. And like, she was like, do I just put this in the offering plate? And I was like, no, don't, don't do that. <laughs> just that, yeah. don't do that. Let's, let me go give it to somebody. And uh, so I like, I, I went and like made sure I put it in somebody's hands when they were taking it off. Um, and all, almost immediately we end up finding the house that we're in now and God provided 
the he provided the the whole down payment process that for the money that we had just given away and we got the house for way under what it appraised for and the lady even gave us there were other offers that were higher than what ours were it was just blessing on top of blessing on top of blessing to where any of these other you know three or four people who had put offers in were trying to give more money um you know, some of them were flippers. And so they probably had, you know, they probably had cash or something like that, whatever it was. Yeah. Some sort it of was, play with. yeah, it was just, it was just God opening up the door and we met this lady and she was like, cause her brother had passed away and he left this house to her in a trust. Mm-hmm. And she was like, he, I always call this house, like the Rick Moranis house, like the, you know, honey, I shrunk the kids kind of mad scientist type house. Cause he did a lot of work on it himself and it was sort of mad scientist ish, you know, solar panels that he made. He put on all the little reflectors and things for the solar panels. And he did all the wiring in the house, which is, I've had to correct most of it. Um, but it was, it was funny stuff. So he, he did all the work on the house himself. And so when we met his sister and I told her, you know, what I do for a living and that we were moving in with our family, it wasn't, it wasn't just some investors coming in to flip the house and sell it. She's like, you guys are who I want to sell this to. She's like, I don't care if it's last month. You guys are who I want to sell this to. Um, And yeah, so it's been, you know, it's been just blessing on top of blessing. And it goes back to that whole obedience thing to where, we said yes, and God very well could have put that on her heart, on Yvonne's heart, and then at the end been like, no, actually, you're fine, you know, almost like an Abraham uh, Abraham yeah. Isaac thing, you know, where yeah. he's like, I want you to do this and see if you're going to obey, and then I might say, no, I'll, I'll provide the down payment, or which is basically what he did, <laughs> um, or no, just I, I wanted to see if you'd obey, and... I've had him do that with me before on smaller testimonies that I've shared on previous shows. Yeah. Um, you know, where he tells me to go and pray for somebody and I do my best to chase them down and try to pray for them. And then they, you know, the lady in the parking lot of Goodwill kind of manifesting <laughs> on me, like get, get away from me. And God's like, well, yeah. you obeyed. That's cool. Don't worry about the result. Don't worry about the outcome. You obeyed. That's what I wanted. Yeah. Uh, so it's, you know, stuff like that. It's, it's so cool. And I, I wish that more people would, would realize that and wish more people would walk in that, but it's, you know, it's not something that comes easily, but it is, it's where you have to just make that decision. I'm going to trust you no matter what my feelings say, no matter what my flesh says, no matter what logic and reason in my own mind is telling me, I'm going to obey you because you're God. And because I said, I'm going to serve you no matter what, if you say something, my answer is yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of like believers that just for some reason, you know, they just have that so much trouble dying to your flesh. Like Mm -hmm. there's a generation of believers that just want to be comfortable. They're like, okay, you know, I don't, I'm not going to like, that's too radical. Right. Like that's too extreme for me. I'm just like missing out on everything. Right. Exactly. They're like, because it, one, they're fearful, prideful, and then they just can't seem to like let go because they're scared. You know what yeah. I mean? I'll be honest. When 
the thought uh, Eric told me probably about a year ago that he did not want to get a loan again when it came to yep. purchasing land or purchasing a home or anything like that. So the idea of Smart selling a home was a big deal because it, for me, you know, it, in the natural, it looks like giving up a lot of our security because we won't get a loan again. Yep. But at the same time, we're stepping out in obedience. So God's going to provide. He's going to provide the funds. He's going to provide the land. Like, I don't yep. have to worry about those things. But for so many, because people don't know how to build their faith anymore, people think mm-hmm. that just going to listen to their pastor once a week and reading their Bible maybe daily, but most often not even, is yeah. enough to build your faith. And so they get into this rut and no one knows how to build enough faith to where they're like, all right, let's sell our house, even though knowing we will never get a loan again. And therefore, we have no idea how long we'll be in this RV, but it doesn't matter because the Lord is going to provide the entire way because we're being obedient. Amen. Um, But people just live in fear. They really do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's one of the things over the last couple of years that I have I've witnessed and been so frustrated with. And it's one of those things where it's not just the fear that's clear for many people to see it was it's been super clear for me to see but the fact that they don't even admit that it's fear they you know call it wisdom or they call oh, it yeah. whatever they whatever they want to call it don't don't give me that you wouldn't be behaving like this if you didn't have some fear right it's just being wow. wise no we yeah. don't have to worry about those things wisdom is following the lord in obedience that is the greatest right. wisdom that you can have if you're going to read the bible and say oh, I'm going to be wise and just comply or do something different or just various like life issues, then you're not walking in obedience. You're walking Mm -hmm. in fear. Um, It's it's a huge issue amongst the church right now. Um, Amongst believers. I mean, I've seen it so much just even in my family. Um, And it's hard to watch people live in that fear. My parents, my, it's kind of crazy because my dad literally told one of his friends that he is so scared that he loses sleep from where my husband and I are going because he's scared that God's going to let us down and we're going to walk away from the faith because we're believing for these things. But like, (laughs) he's literally living in fear over us walking away, over, over God letting us down. Right. And it's right, like, like the one, the one person who's never gonna let you down. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and it Lem- goes down to them basing their belief system on their experiences, and you can't. Yeah. You have to base your beliefs on the word and the word alone. Yeah. I trust you, even if I don't understand it. I'm gonna play these messages real quick, but Eric, dude, I'm on the same page as you. I. Cause I'm, I'm to the point where I'm ready to sell this house and, and move farther out. Um, We wouldn't be able to do an RV right now, but I'm ready to move farther out, but I'm the same way. I do not want to be under the thumb of some bank. I don't want to submit myself to the usury. I don't want to (laughs) submit our family to, you know, to, knowing that this place could be taken from us at any point because we don't really own it. Yeah, but, it's, it's about living in covenant. It's what the Bible teaches. Yeah. Number one, the Bible says the, the borrower is slave to the lender. 
by yep. taking a loan, we're making ourselves slave. Exactly. To somebody else. You know, we should only make exactly. ourselves slaves or bond servants of Christ. So we don't want to be exactly. slaves to some lender. Number two, yeah, man. part of the covenant is you shall not borrow. It says you shall lend, you shall not borrow. It says you mm -hmm. shall lend to many nations. So if we are, part of our covenant is lending and not borrowing. If we choose to borrow, we're purposefully stepping out of the covenant. Okay. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a new revelation that we've had. And we're just, that's what we're going to do no matter what. Yep. Even if we have to live in the RV for 10 years, you know, when God wants us to move into a house, he's either going to give us a house. Or he's going to give us the money for a house. There you go. In the RV. There you go. And I, I need to play these messages. But I, on for my part, I need to get on the ball as far as completing the renovations for this house. So when we get ready to sell it, I'm not selling somebody else a fixer. I'm selling yeah. them something that I have already fixed. And just looking at the market, what we could sell this house for now we could probably, I know we could pay off whatever the loan is and we could probably turn around and buy some land with a little trailer on it or something, but we'll get to that point. All right, we got four messages. Let me catch up with these things. Hold on. Um, 916. Okay, so Elijah the Less is the first yeah. one. Let's see what this man's got to say. Oh, I accidentally stopped it. Just dropping in and saying, hi, how y'all doing tonight? Uh, Jesus is the son of God. Jesus is Lord. Um, I consider myself a watchman myself. I'm sure there's many others out there. Uh, follow me up. But I'm still going to watch. I'm still listening to y'all. All right. Appreciate it, brother. Well, yeah, thanks for thanks for jumping on with that message. We do this every Saturday night at 830. Uh, normally, we've got a handful of guys on. Today, we were uh, down in uh, downtown Atlanta doing some street ministry. One of the other brothers who was down there is uh, is off ministering to somebody else who needs some healing. So tonight we've got a, a few less people on the call. So next time you tune in, might be some other voices on here. So um, you know, keep checking in with us, man. We appreciate it. Quick comment on the on the watchman comment. So one hundred one hundred percent. You know, God calls us to be watchmen. The Bible says, if the watchman is on the wall and he sees the enemy coming and he doesn't blow mm -hmm. the horn. The, the people will die and then their blood will be on his hands. But if he blows yep. the, the horn and the people choose not to respond, they'll still die, but his hands will be clean. So we're the watchmen to this generation. We see the yep. evil coming. We see the evil gathering, preparing to strike. And if we don't call out and, and blow that horn, everybody's blood is going to be on our hands. Yeah, so that's good stuff. And, and that a lot of what we were preaching today down in Atlanta, um, down at Woodruff Park was a call to repentance um, it was, it was some tough words today, man, but it was good. And, you know, we saw harvest, we saw some people come back to the Lord. We saw the kingdom get a little bit fuller. Um, and exactly what, exactly what you just said is talking about how close we are to the end, how close we are to the King coming back. And it is, that's, man, that's our job right now. And that's, what's been on my heart so much watching certain people's lives come to an end, you know, this part of their life come to an end and looking back and thinking, man, what, what more could I have done? When was I silent that I should have spoke up? Um, so that's what I keep praying is God, don't, don't let the fire die down. Don't let the urgency of the hour die down, uh, in my heart because we know it is close. Uh, let's see what James is talking about. Brother James. The huge issue amongst the church rate 
so good, y'all. Keep it up. This is great. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Yeah. I'm just going to put it out there. It's always been my heart's desire to have 100 acres to split with two other families. Yeah. So it would give us 30 acres apiece and 10 extra acres to do whatever we wanted to with. I'm down if y'all are down. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, boy, that dude, that's exactly what I've said with some of my family members. And and my mom is the only one who is kind of keen on it. And I would love because, you know, my my wife has a couple of brothers who uh, they have their family. And I've said the same exact thing is I want to get a large piece of land. hundred acres is a lot, homie, but I'd like to get a large piece of land that's, that's and have a I was thinking too. Yeah. That'd, that'd be awesome and have a few houses a few families right there to where everybody can chip in to you know we got we got gardens going on we've got people working we got people there to watch and teach kids we got people there making you know making a living in different ways some people are like i don't know how to make a living from home the only thing i know how to do is go out and put my hands to the plow on big building and fixing and whether that's on my own property or somebody else's but exactly what he just said, man, I've been wanting to do that. That would be awesome because you you got each other's back too, you know, protection. You got a couple people set up in the in the little bird's nest, little sniper tower. I don't know. That's where my mind goes. But <laughs> uh, who is this? Pedro. This is your boy, isn't it? Yeah, we can we can skip Pedro's because he said they got cut off, so they don't make sense. I'm gonna invite. Oh, he says no, no big deal. All right, let's play them anyway. He said to skip them, but I want to play them. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, I'm Eric's friend. Um, I've only recently been... I don't know how to explain it, but (laughs) I finally got um, God's touch in my life where... I'm just constantly seeking and constantly, you know, doing my best and um, seeking to obey, um, you know, going up to people and telling them whatever it is that I was, what I'm getting told to tell them. And these people are people who are barely like, you know, into the whole Uh, spirituality side of things you know and like they barely even believe in god and here i am you know going up to them like yo you should just you know um go to church you know try to yeah there's a a time time. so something something but pedro's got a, a powerful testimony that he's been radically changed just just recently and been ministering to all the people that he used to hang with all the people that he he spends time with now and he's seeing these people change it's it's awesome let's go ahead and play that next one all right we'll jump down then it looks like james is trying to get me to invite him in give me just a second james and i'll see if i can figure that out all right elijah's back on man i am constantly and and it's it's the lord that's within me constantly going around my workplace and people get so mad about it <laughs> they get so <laughs> mad about it but just writing, Jesus is king, Jesus loves you, Jesus is the son of God, and Jesus is coming. All these things, I write them all over the place. I write them in little uh, 
sticky note tablets under the sticky note tablets on chalkboards, uh, marker boards, whatever.